shooting out sparks over 38 states, the Canadian plains, and the tequila fields of Mexico. A program most deserving of a grand introduction. The Nocturnal Journal. The talk of the town. WGN Radio 720. With your guide, Dave Hoekstra. Daytime turns me off and I don't need maybe. Always worth waiting for. Thanks for hanging around for Nocturnal Journal. Thank you guys for coming in. We got Ben Ezra and Steve Stoll. We're going to play some music. Ben, you're from the old Ukrainian village uh, neighborhood, but I don't think I ever ran into you all the years. I... Well, um, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you? What were you? What were you doing? You uh, talk about some of your background. I mean, with the with the uh, coffee and dark matter and right. Uh, dark matter is a coffee roasting company um in chicago and they've been around for 12 years and i've been there for about 11 and pretty early on i was in the coffee shop uh there were all began and i uh, was doing little uh, was that the chicago avenue one the chicago yeah, avenue, right. star lounge coffee bar i told you i was there when it was the star lounge yeah it was a yeah. bar yeah. before yeah. that yeah and uh i was doing a lot of drawings there and pretty soon my um I was asked to put the artwork on the bags of coffee, and it's on the shelf in Whole Foods, and the company's exploding everywhere. So, um, yeah, it's been a great uh, little community there. Dark Matter Coffee. And that, we were talking before we went on the air. How many Dark Matter stores are there now? Um, off the top of my head, I think there's five or six currently open now in Chicago, and a seventh one on the way for out. Every time I'm driving around, it seems like there's a new one. Is there one on Grand? Yeah, we just opened one there. That's where we do uh, cold brew uh, and do canning um, of the coffee there. And then it's like a bodega in the front. You can buy candy bars and chips and pinatas and and coffee. And then there's one on Western. I've been to that one. Yeah, I lived above that place for five years. It was an excellent uh, place to live and have a lot of house concerts in there. And uh, nobody lived downstairs or above me, so it was loud as we wanted to be. So you do the the drawing... Uh, the drawing. Well, the drawings, yeah. Yes. And then you do music. Mm-hmm. Okay, talk a little about the music. Uh, I did music before and um, in Indiana, and I was doing pretty well around uh, Purdue University. Had my name out there, and we were uh, rocking out in the Lafayette music scene, a lot of good music there. Um, and uh, uh, it was a great experience, but I moved here for a little bit more of a challenge, and I found out kind of... <laughs> Uh, what it was like to be a small fish again uh-huh. in a really big pond. And over time, it's gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, when did you move here? 2008. 2008. So I moved here at a great time to find a job. And I'm joking there because <laughs> nobody had a job <laughs> that didn't already have one. And a lot of people were worried about losing their own. And so I went through all of that. Are you talking about stuff. day work or, or oh, music man. work? Um, everything. Everything? Everything, yeah. Had you scoped out the scene before you moved here musically? I did. I used to come up here and do the Uncommon Ground gigs, and um, uh, I think I did a Reggie's show as well um, before moving here. And I had some connections to music, but uh, coming here having to rebuild an audience, I kind of spent a lot of time drawing and like finding that... You know, maybe I was in a writer's block with music and the the drawing was kind of where things were flowing and, you know. What came first for you, the drawing or the music? Well, I got, uh, my parents got rid of the TV when I was young and so they handed me a sketch pad. And and from there I was sketching as a kid and 
you know, and then I taught myself guitar when I was 13, and over time, you know, I was writing my own music and stuff, and that kind of absorbed, took all my attention there, you know, and I forgot about the visual art, but they're two different uh, mediums, you know, that kind of fill different gaps, but I feel like when I put them together that I have a more complete picture sometimes of what my thoughts are and what my idea or concept is for a new project. I read uh, in some of the background on you that you grew up at a campground in Brown County, Indiana. Yeah, beautiful Brown County. Um, yeah, you know, Brown County, Indiana has one official town, and that's Nashville, and it's an old artist colony from way, way back, and a lot of landscape painters, and so nature's been a big part of my life since I was about nine years old. And growing up at the camp, that was my hometown, you know. I People say, where are you from? I'm like, I... I'm, I don't know. I mean, I'm from a camp, and you had people from all over the state and all over the Midwest and maybe more beyond that, but um, those were the people that um, I knew the most, and that's where I hung out a lot in the I woods. Mean, did you live in the campground? Uh, I did. Year-round, my dad was the yeah, manager of the campground, and then we'd have summer camp programming in the summer with kids and counselors, college staff coming in and they'd bring guitars and I learned to play guitar from watching them and always around opportunities to play at campfires every night and get used to playing in front of people um yeah was it year round or and then and then the in the fall and the winter um there would be retreat groups maybe college choirs and more yeah weddings and Stuff. So yeah, there wasn't a lot of television and stuff in the campground. And... No, yeah, and we there's no cable TV out there anyway. Yeah. So you had rabbit ears, and you'd lean that against the window and get like one station, and um, it was the WB, and so you could get a grainy sort of Batman after school. Um, <laughs> but it was really fine. Like I, I I liked being outside, but in some ways, like talking to friends, a lot of people spend a lot of their conversational casual conversation is about pop culture and so there was some catch-up to do but uh i i look back now and i'm thankful for that time so then when you left brown county where did you go i went to purdue university you went to purdue mm -hmm. and what'd you study there i studied film and television production film and, television. and i ran video for the uh, basketball games oh that's right i read the ad like big mm -hmm. 10 games right? yeah i loved it loved it got i'm a huge um, college basketball uh, fan now from that experience yeah <laughs> how tall how tall are you oh well if you want to go there uh, I am six foot six and a half and uh, funny thing is I have a band I put together and we wanted to be the biggest band in Chicago so I thought let's have a tall band and it's funny I didn't go on Craigslist and beg for tall people to come introduce themselves it's actually I have a lot of tall friends it turns out that we like each other, and some people like us too, but but uh, some people don't like us because we make them seem very small, I guess, around. <laughs> we feel comfortable around each other. Yes, we, I can look this man in the eye over here. And it's funny because I just know these people, and they are good at what they do, and they're just great guys, and so I didn't have to search, you know. And it's easy to find each other at shows too. Uh, yeah, we can see each other across the crowd. Definitely. Sure. Steve is probably... Steve, how tall are you, Steve? Oh, I'm just six four and a half, so I'm, a, I'm short. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the bass player is um, six four, probably five. He's an engineer for sure, microphones, so some of us have kind of dad jobs too, you know. Do you fly to gigs? 
I did tour yeah. Germany and uh, England back in 2006, and I did fly that. So I, I was wondering, that. like, yeah. But sometimes I just fly to gigs in Chicago trying to get around the traffic, too, you know. <laughs> so um, I want to get back to the, uh, the, the camera work. You also did the CMAs? Yeah. The Big the Ten con- Basketball. Elaborate on that. Um, well, and my, my film teacher at Purdue, he worked uh, Elliott Hall of Productions, uh, Bill Callison, and he uh, also worked for Moo TV out of Nashville. Oh, I remember, yeah. Are and they still around, Moo TV? I believe so. Okay. Uh, they were a pretty big deal, and they always paid on time, and they, were, they had the money, and things were good there. I worked for some places that you know just ended up going belly up and not paying, but they're solid. Yeah, yeah. very solid. Huge stadium gigs, like seven camera shoots and all this yeah yeah every country star you know and you know i also from that started to like country a little bit did you really yeah so do you remember some of the shows you shot or some of the events you yeah um i filmed billy ray cyrus on a little stage and then a few years later i filmed him on the big stage after hannah montana was a big deal i filmed uh dolly parton and kenny rogers and um, Rascal Flats and uh, um, Taylor Swift and Jewel, um, and I'd say one of my favorite was Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, and um, and I really liked uh, Neil McCoy too. Some people were just cool to hang out with. You Neil know, McCoy, and they were nice guys. Yeah, yeah. And then so you go to Purdue, and then mm. uh, then you come to Chicago. I did. Yeah, I stayed at, at Purdue for a little while, and my art teacher she got me a job there. Um, and I was working in an alternative school with kids, and then um, I came here for a bigger, bigger challenge and a larger perspective. Okay, now that we've set the table, we're going to take a break, and then you're going to come back and play a song? Mm-hmm. You're in it now. Okay, so don't go away on uh, Nocturnal Journal on WGN. So welcome back with Ben Ezra and Steve Stoll. And I heard a little bit during our sound check, I'm really looking forward to this. So why don't you set up the song you're gonna, you. first song you're going to play? All right, the song's all you're in it now. Take a walk down to the store 
want to see the future before it stabs me in the dark. Finally got some distance now between the ceiling and the floor. But I still need more, more and more. Steve stole over there. The last connection through the hustle and the fray. Try to get someone's attention, but they look the other way. Do you think of darkness? Or do you think of light? What keeps you up at night? Ezra, Steve Stoll. Thank yeah. you. Now, um, oh, look at the fireworks. That, that yeah, was, that was yeah. a perfect punctuation to your, to your song there. Yeah. Um, how can people find your stuff? I mean, do you have gigs coming up? Uh, where, where can people buy stuff? Uh, if you're in Chicago, I am doing a gig at the Star Lounge Coffee Bar on August 23rd in the evening, around 9 o'clock-ish, and there'll be some other performers there as well. Um and you can go to Sears Tower of Folk bandcamp.com and I have some newer tracks up there, kind of our practice tapes and things that you can listen to in there. Um, get a you can choose acoustic or electric. And you've done you've done uh, how many CDs have you done? Uh, well, I have some unreleased stuff, but I have this uh, one I just handed you there from yeah. 2005. And uh, I've released other smaller things, but I, I can't count them all. They were like little singles that I was selling over the years. How come so I never? How come I never ran into you? Now Archie's, did you go? You know, I, I aged out of Archie's, so I got way too old for Archie's. Yeah. What uh, about that uh, little Ukrainian bakery breakfast place? That place is great. What I can't uh, remember. Are you talking about chocolate? Yeah, right. Did um, you ever go there? I lived next to it at one time. <laughs> um, I you probably would find me. At the Star Lounge, mostly. Did you work at the, ever work at the Star Lounge behind the counter? I was never a barista, but yeah. I did um, in certain uh, peaks and valleys of my life uh, wash dishes there for like ten bucks <laughs> way back in the day, 
And uh, no, I always just did the art there, and then uh, it sort of grew into uh, a full-time gig with uh, some of the wholesale accounting around the city, too. So I know a lot of the chefs and people all over town, which is a pretty cool perk. After the news, I want to talk about some of your mural, the mural and stuff, but um, yeah, how many yeah. different places have you lived at in Ukrainian Village? Um, I'm going to just throw out a number, say five. Five? Say five or six. Why uh, why are you attracted to that neighborhood? I know sense of place is very important to you, and we'll talk about that after the news. But Yeah, I stumbled into the neighborhood, and I can't imagine how where I would be right now if I didn't just happen to live across the street from a the coffee shop I did you know and that really carried me through like that community and the the art that they let me do there and I was learning as I went along I was getting per, uh, exposure all over the city and people know my work all over town but uh, I was learning as I went along too you know so, so things kind of blossomed for you they did they just I just happened to want to live across from a coffee shop and I went in there and then that little coffee shop roasted 80 pounds a week now it does about 80 pounds in five minutes <laughs> so we've grown a lot and uh, it's opened up a lot of doors and uh, introduced me and to a lot of people and made this city a lot smaller and uh, and plus it's I've always just been very had my hands in and on just community everywhere I've lived and trying to bring more culture to it rather than can be a consumer of uh wherever i live and just bounce around consuming places so uh what's the name who's the name what's the name of the owner there the founder uh the president yeah. of dark matter is jesse Diaz. jesse okay jesse. we did a honda commercial he was in the honda commercial <laughs> and yeah back when i uh used to see him i mean he did he do something for ditka once did ditka commission him that's did you see that no he told me that one time i did the he he had a five pound bag and we had um uh dick his birthday and he's like can you do something draw something on this bag and so i drew a centaur but we called it a dick guitar <laughs> and he's uh drinking coffee everywhere and uh screaming you know in a dick way with the body of a horse and then and then uh, there's a quote next to it from kicking and screaming with will ferrell where it says uh, coffee is the lifeblood that fuels the dreams of champions really now was that a commercial thing or was that just for him uh, it, uh the there was a cake uh company that was bringing a cake there and they asked us to uh for our coffee to go with it he's like can you do a birthday card for ditka five minutes like i ran across the street and did a really fast dick guitar oh that's great mm -hmm. all right we're gonna take a break for the news and we're gonna come back and talk about some of your artwork and i want to talk i, I want to talk to steve i oh, think yeah. we've got everything worked out there so uh don't go away here a couple of the songs are great i also want to talk about shell silver silverstein yeah okay. yeah some. Okay. okay so don't go away on nocturnal journal on wgn Two wings, lift 
Ezra and Steve Stoll. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sears much. Tower of Folk Band. <laughs> yes. Talk talk about that song. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, I you know music and art will get me through some peaks and valleys sometimes in life. You know, and everyone has peaks and valleys, and mine may be worse or not as bad. You know, as some people. But uh, at one point, I felt like I was in a valley and a hole you know, where the walls were on every side of me and I was really stuck and I was really kind of starting to lock down and like almost like escape into nothing, you know, uh, to deal with it. And um, I needed a way out. And uh, if, you know, if I were an eagle or something like that, uh, I would know what to do, you know, but as a human being, you operate on different uh, wavelength than a lot of other creatures do. And, uh, but if I were an eagle, you know, I'd lift myself with my own two wings. And eventually, that's what I had to do, you know, was uh, um, I had to lift myself. And, it, and people, there are great people in my life that were, you know, more than willing to lend a hand, but uh, none of them, you know, can really do everything. You know, like, it, it's nice to hear a nice word or two from somebody, but um, um, uh, you have to do it. You have to do it yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, we were talking during the break. Talk about some of your influences. And I, I teased uh, before the news, uh, Shel Silverstein, and talk mm -hmm. about some of the people that have influenced you. And how, how did someone, how did you come across Shel? Um, as a kid, uh, going to the library and not having a TV and checking out big stacks of books and... Uh, uh, yeah, reading Shel Silverstein, um, lyrics have always been a big thing to me, um, and words. 
I guess starting at Shel Silverstein, just the rhyme, yeah, um, and the simplicity, but also like his poems would just crack me up as a kid. I would be rolling on the floor, uh, like "Ickle me, tickle me" too, you know. Like, but I was I was rolling, you know, crying. I was laughing so hard at some of them, and uh, and I did not know that years later I would move to Ukrainian village and discover that Shel Silverstein grew up in that same neighborhood, blocks away from where I live. And you didn't know that till you came here. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, back in the day, there were um, you know the there were people who um, moved here because of John Prine, and yeah, Steve Goodman, fan, and Bonnie Kolak. And they, I mean, was that on your radar when you were in Indiana? John Prine was, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Uh, I was into Wilco. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I've met them many times. Yeah, almost lived in the bass player's basement, but uh, his basement uh, ceiling is only. Uh, six eight and i'm six six and a half so i would have been probably going a little crazy down there so so steve how are you hey i'm good hey good okay (laughs) so how did you um how'd you guys hook up how'd you find find each other that's a hard one i we've been we have many many mutual friends i was in ukrainian village for a long time too i lived there for about six years um so next door neighbor Jason mm-hmm. had a recording studio and he lived above Dark Matter on Western as well until mm-hmm. the offices moved in and kicked us both out because yeah. we needed more space. But uh, Sandra, Steve's wife, yep. was in a band with this guy, Jason Talungan, next door, and mm-hmm. they would record over there and practice. And so I met Sandra and Steve then mm-hmm. and uh, I was asking around who, wh- what kind of instruments do people play that you know of in this uh, friend circle and oh, Steve plays the keys I'm like is he good and, I don't, uh, he also plays guitar and I think he played drums before too And I, I, I play a lot of things to a certain degree but keyboard, <laughs> but keyboard mostly Yeah. Um, I'm also thoroughly addicted to dark matter so I, <laughs> I see Ben all the time over there so. yeah it was a nice place to stay because uh, people I didn't have to call anyone and make big plans. People would come and knock on my door, and uh, I'd be in there drawing on my, you know, coloring on stuff, and mm-hmm. people would come and just hang out and put on some music. And, and it's been really cool to see this this um, street level project because I, I was I was kind of watching him do it from the start, yeah. and he would always be talking about it and all his grandiose plans with it and everything. <laughs> and uh, it's really cool to see it. Finished. Okay, talk what it is. Okay. We okay. haven't introduced it yet. Okay, so um, Ezra Street Level, and you can go to EzraStreetLevel.com right now if you're on a computer, and that's the best way to see it. Um, or if you're uh, driving somewhere and you have your mobile phone, just pull that out while you're driving. Look up the Instagram for at uh, Ezra Street Level, and you can see it there too. So now um, I lived on Chicago Avenue. It's the name of the city. Um, Chicago that we're in and it's not like the most touristy street it's a very average street but anyway I wanted something that was very unabstract and something that people who live the ordinary Chicago life and especially if I drew their place to be able to step outside their house and say like my house is a piece of art now Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and uh, so I drew four and a half miles standing on the street for two and a half years sketched by hand um, every building on the south side of Chicago Avenue from Sacramento, Sacramento to Lake Michigan. Right, yeah. And yeah, two and a half years of standing on the street. And now with the final product, four and a half miles 
full color 160 foot panoramic seven inches tall um and then it's all online and if you uh, go on the website you can move the artwork left and right on the screen and you can hover over buildings and it'll tell you what year they were built the address wow. click on the building go inside wow and it'll tell you who was president Re- mayor give it and we got to link link that but what's the website again ezra e-z-r-a streetlevel.com and uh and you can look at it on a mobile, but it's best to go to Instagram, Ezra Street Level. Two and a half years? Two and a half years of sketching. Two and a half years of coloring and painting. Um, I did some of that at home from photographs, but I sketched everything standing on the street. You were and, standing on the street. And then another two years of uh, working on like research and finding a team that I could put together. A guy named Benoit and another guy named oh, Tony I, helped me. I know uh, Benoit, yeah. Benoit. And... Uh, helped me uh, basically uh, design this website and have it function the way that I dreamed it to function. And Did you do this year-round in, yeah. in the cold weather and the rain and stuff? Well, uh, I could make it out there on the street until about after New Year's. Like, if, it, if the weather was 45 degrees or higher, that was great. Um, the further I got from my home base, the longer I wanted to stay out there, you know, and so... So I would try to find days where I could get out early enough to get some sun and feel kind of warm. Um, but I would take a break during the coldest parts. Um, but initially, I thought I was going to just plow right through. Uh, no. <laughs> what did people say when they walked by? Um, well, it's a, it's a conversation starter when you're out there. Um, and I kind of wanted to meet people, and I wanted to get drawing gigs, you know, meeting, meeting folks out there. Um, I thought that would be a good way to at least do my thing in public, so I would be making connections as I go. But uh, uh, a lot of the, p- people were positive about it. They, they, I kind of told them, well, it might take me another year. It might take me a year. Maybe I'll be done in a few months, and I'll let you know. And so I'd write their email address on the back. But it took Did me like, really? took me years and years longer. We got to take a break. I got a couple more questions on that. And we got to squeeze one more song in before uh, we leave. So don't go away on Nocturnal Journal on WGM. Nocturnal Journal on... (laughs) Are you there? Welcome back to Nocturnal Journal on WGM. We're uh, we're here with Ben Ezra and Steve Stoll. Hello, America, Canada, Mexico. (laughs) Good to talk to you again. How was that that financed, uh, the the street-level mural? I mean, Um, did you just do it? I got all my... uh, like uh boards and panels cut from the scrap bin at april 7's custom framing here in chicago it was like matte board and it's acid free and everything it just made a nice drawing surface and that's what i was playing around on the most and so i just started cutting them a certain shape and like connecting them one after another together then kind of holding about two feet in my hand at one time and then connecting the lining them up next to each other and crossing the pencil lines across and then going you know um did cops come out did uh did rom come out did anybody uh, <laughs> uh no so yeah I, I financed it myself but um uh i did have to buy a lot of markers and things later on but uh they want to ask you what you were doing i mean permits or anything did you get anything like that yes uh <laughs> well it was an opportunity for a lot of people to ask me for money because yeah. i'm just standing there hanging out on the corner um i I got hit on by shop owners. Like I won't even go any further with that. Yeah. But I'll just say I got hit on. That was 
that was interesting um i got spit on <laughs> really? really but it wasn't on purpose they were like just talking and really loud and there's little pieces of chicken flying out and so i was having to guard my panel you know so it's, like, it's like this radio show. Uh, <laughs> i had i had longer hair at the time and a guy yeah. came up and was like excuse me ma'am uh what are you working on there and then oh sir sorry sorry uh, right. um i had a guy come up yeah and talk about shell silverstein with me on the street um uh i had a lady give me 20 bucks because she like i reminded her of her brother who was into art and is no longer around and oh. so she was sitting on a bus with a bunch of tourists and she got off and whatever you need it for like pencils or whatever so many questions did you journal any of this i know in some of my notes you were talking about writing and, and looking for book publishers and stuff did you keep a diary of any of this stuff uh it's so fantastic what you did and your devotion to it you know you didn't give up yeah i have a lot of probably more in email form just updating my friends about what's going on in my life and like updating them on that and i do have some notes scattered about many many copies of ways where i'm just trying to like word it right and it's such a complex project to describe and five ten different storylines that could spring out of you know talking about it and um uh so yeah a lot of a lot of rough drafts this is radio, but you brought in a couple, some panels, mm -hmm. and I asked you to pick your favorite panel. So tell the listeners what we have here. Um, yeah, so you're looking there at Holy Name Cathedral on State in Chicago. And uh, that one and the panel next to it I just love because uh, it's such an open space, and it really does feel um, like you're there. Um, you said one. this is one of your favorites. Though. Yeah, yeah. To me, just like there's so much interesting going on. Sometimes I was really just drawing a brick wall for, you know, uh, I drew whatever was there. And some things are so very ordinary, you don't think of them as being special and that. Enough what, to draw, but they're they are for me. What's the medium on this? Is this pencil or pen or what did you do? Um, so I sketched with a, a mechanical pencil on the panel, and then I would go home and I would ink it down um at home that night and if i forgot maybe or something had been blurred out somehow i kind of saved that area and then i inked it in the next day like to make sure i got it right <laughs> you said you uh you wanted to do this you said you liked the, the the strip of chicago avenue but what it means to be human i mean you know what i mean yeah um uh technology is not a bad thing i don't yeah. want to go on a crusade against that but um but uh I, I think it was a few experiences of being in a car with someone and I had always just taken notes in my pocket like how to get places and what time and the address and people would be like oh wait let me look in my phone here and where are we at and I was like you don't know where we're going no I don't know where we're at or anything and I and I've always just been someone who like I try desperately to try to be present in where I'm at um, location wise and also just being out there and looking up and looking down and uh and, and and i feel like i have such a connection with that street like i'm the mayor of it they don't know this but i'm i'm the mayor of chicago avenue and, and i just them. i'm like i own that piece of sidewalk because i put the crack in it so the the guy that lives in that house comes out and say that's the crack in front of my house good for you yeah. would you do that last question we'll do uh, we'll close out with a song would you do this in any other neighborhoods um i'll consider it I'll consider it sure um maybe somebody listening would like to like to bring you yeah bring you. just go to ezrastreetlevel.com and uh play around on there on the computer it's better but if you want to instagram it ezrastreetlevel 
on Instagram and Benjamin six six Ezra on Instagram. Is my I mean, there's person. a lot of neighborhoods in the Chicago area that could use. Um, there are, but use, also people use the spirit of your work. You know. Yeah, I want people to see it, but kind of think about their own block. You right. Know? I do a lot of house portraits for people. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have to talk to you after the show. Oh, okay. Okay. All righty. Well, thanks you guys. Thanks for coming down. Um, really wonderful. You you got to come back. Thank you. Okay. Would great. you like to do that? Um, I want to say thanks to everybody. Thanks to Dan Long for the engineering. Uh, thanks to Roll Coleman for the production. Thank you guys so much for coming down. And uh, sign us off with what's, what's the name of the song? This is called A Long Rain. Of love.